Let's finish the Torah that we were learning from Avkuk, which many of the discussions that we're going to have going forward are going to refer back to this. And as I said, and I've repeated, that in order to be able to enter deeply into that sugya of Yosef Tzadik, of Shmir Sabris, we have to try to have a better hergish of what the boys are going through. And I'm saying this each week to remind ourselves that it's not just what the boys are going through, but what you and I have gone through, whether we realize or we don't realize, but we've gone through and we've been affected by it. Therefore, all of our discussions about, this is not a parenting class, but, I, but there needs to be a few months of a very yesodistic work on trying to understand a young man and that transition from being a boy to a young man in order for us to be able to have a better sense of what exactly is the Nisayon of Shemir Sabris. Of what is the Nisayon? What is the Avoda of Yisod? We're going to be spending, Mitzvah the coming years talking about the Midah of Yisod. All of our discussions are Yisod. That's what a man is. That's, that's the blessing and the curse of our lives. The Midah of Yisod. It's the biggest bracha when we know how to use it properly, and it's the biggest curse, the biggest klala, when we're not using it properly. And, but in order to understand that, we have to a little bit of the Torah to get a sense of how the Torah under, uh, defines this period of life of boy to young man to an adult. And we're learning this Torah from Afkok. If you don't have the page, then look on with the others. We'll finish this now and we'll begin soon when we finish with the with the eight changes that are taking place really in a, in a boy's life as he moves into uh, bar mitzvah, post bar mitzvah. The Torah here from Rav Kook, if you weren't here, I'm just going to review Mamish for 30 seconds, is that the underlying trauma, and I use the word carefully because I know it's being thrown around a lot nowadays, but the real underlying trauma of, of a child moving to uh, adolescence, adulthood, the underlying trauma is the transition from in, from from instinct to intellect. We were talking a lot about that the past two weeks. The natural, healthy teva of a child, which includes trusting parents and teachers, simcha and happiness, very poshet, tmimis, amuna. The transition takes place moving from having a natural feeling of things, a natural sense of, of uh, what's good and what's bad and so on, and what makes me happy, what makes me sad, to the world of seichel, to the world of intellect. And what Rav Kook is explaining is that once the seichel takes over, once that world of sichlius takes over, what's dangerous is that what often happens is that in that next stage of life, the early, it's like it's like when, the, uh, when we used to watch the, uh, when we were younger, we watched the, the space program, how they get to a certain place up in the sky and then it lets the other part go. So, letting the other part go, which I was talking about last week, when you get to Mishnai, when you get to Chumash, you let the Siddha go, pew, and then the Siddha goes down. Then you get to Mishnai, and then you watch the Chumash go, pew, right? That's what I was talking about last week. And you get to Gemara, and then you watch all the Mishnai, and the Siddha, and the Chum, everything goes, pew, everything like, disengages. And, and that makes for a person who has th- certain... Uh, who's trying to understand things but no longer trusts his emotions, his instincts. No longer trusts the emotions and the instincts and, and no longer is able to refer back to the, 
simple Amunah that he had as a child, because Amunah is not taken seriously in the world of Seichel. Amunah will never, ever, faith, simple faith will never, ever hold up to strong intellectual analysis. Any of the books that you've ever bought, any of the tapes you've ever heard or shared about proving the truth of Yiddishkeit are baloney. They're just baloney. That's, you know what baloney is? It's like salami, except it's a little bit lighter. <laughs> so, when I say that, it doesn't mean to say they're not, they're not interesting and, and beautiful. And, and same thing with the codes. You remember when it was a big thing back in the 80s with the codes? Baloney. What does it mean? What I'm saying baloney is that there are things that one can use to enhance one's emunah, to strengthen one's emunah, but they can never, ever what? Replace emunah. None of those things, none of those proofs, any book that's ever written proofs of God, whether it's from, whether the Rishon had to be Osik in that because at the time of uh, the, the atmosphere of the world they were living in, that's what was going on, and there were Rishon that also wrote such things. So I don't, I'm not saying anything, God forbid, to discredit any of the teachings of, of the Tzaddikim and the Rishonim, but ultimately that's not where Amunah comes from, and ultimately uh, questions of faith will will not be able to stand up to strong intellectual analysis. They just won't. Makes no difference, you'll say, but aren't the snowflakes beautiful? Where did the snowflakes come from? All that stuff. It just doesn't, in the, at the end of the day, work. If they, you could show on the screen that there, you count 50 words, and then it's, the initials of the Rambam is talking about Mitzrayim, and all that stuff. It, 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 if you're a mammon, it's, it's exciting, it's fun, and so on. But at the end of the day... Uh, with, with strong analysis, these things fall apart. And they, they cannot form the basis of one's Yiddishkeit. So the child is now transitioning from Pashtas, from, from instinct, from Teva, to the intellect, which is, which is, uh, which is, the, uh, which is a world that does not, uh, does, does not give particular credence to, to Amuna. And that's what we're up to. On the right side in Samba Gimel, five lines from the bottom, the Dorvazen Nimsa Gamken Bemuna. The Dovahs and Nimsa, right column, five lines up. The end of the the end of the sentence. The Dovahs and Nimsa Gamken Bemuna. Let's finish this now. Mechemlas Hashem al Yitzurv lahanchosim medera chayim hatovah lahem laolam. This is also when it comes to Emuna, that Hashem created us in such a way where from the beginning there is a natural simple amuna that we're born with, that we have, Jews, that we have. It's instinctive to us. It's part of who we are. It's programmed into who we are. That we should be able to continue in a derech tova throughout our lives to build upon that amuna that we have, to build upon that. To live lives that are good and moral and ethical and holy and so on, that are shining with the light of life. Therefore, of course, says, as long as the person is a child, the child has no other shlemus to refer to except faith, faith in God, and faith in his parents, and faith in his, in his, in his rabbi, in his rebellion, his teachers. Trust. A child trusts. You want to call it a muna, you want to call it trust. The, the, the most natural thing in a child is that a child trusts. That's why they're the easiest ones 
God forbid, to take advantage of. And they are being taken advantage of by many people. Trust. A child trusts. That's how Hashem made a child, with that, with that natural instinct of trusting, of emunah. And then Amunah is very strong in the soul of the child. Not only in Hashem, but his parents. It's natural for a child to trust older people. To trust. To have faith in. And the child doesn't find within his soul any hisnagdus, any opposition to that trust. Mommy says, this is good for you. Daddy says this. And, and the child, a little child, trusts. Mommy knows what she's... Mommy loves me. I trust mommy. Daddy loves... I trust daddy. It gets confusing when mommy and daddy don't agree. That's a big problem. Uh, when the children start hearing things like that. Because I trust mommy and I trust daddy. But like in the old joke, you know, how could you both be right? And the answer is, you're also right. It's a good kasha. <laughs> how could they both be right? Or... So that's a, that's a different problem. But I trust mommy, I trust daddy, I trust my Rebbe. And life for a little boy is mamish beautiful. It's a world of trust, it's a world of emuna. God is good, mommy is good, daddy is good. They tell me this is, if, they, if they're resisting, it's because, it's because uh, they're mischievous. But inside of the child, the child is filled with, emuna is filled with trust. And there's no hisnagdus to that. Now the little boy is starting to grow a little hair on his face. And uh, he's starting to act weird, you know. Things are starting to change a little bit. And Kshemizgadl Vesichlo Nigmar. Nigmar doesn't mean, I mean that's your whole life, but the, the seichel, the intellect, the mind is is beginning to is beginning to develop. It's beginning to develop. Then he feels that there's something that he has that's of greater value. He has a greater asset. I'm not. I'm not some idiot to trust to believe everybody. He begins to. He begins to refer to his seichel. The seichel is now the balabas. The seichel becomes now his balabas. And and he he no longer uh, he no longer. Uh, unquestioningly will just accept everything <coughs> that he trusted as a child. He goes through terrible pain when he begins to see inconsistencies in his mommy and his daddy, when he sees in his Rebbe certain things that are not the way he thought, and when he begins to think that there's something about Hashem. That's not what he was told. Like somebody somebody was tricking me. Like the parents saying all the time that he was little, Hashem loves you, Hashem is good, Hashem loves you, Hashem is good, Hashem is good, Hashem loves you. Right, and then the kid's wondering, like, like if, I, if Hashem loves me so much, then why did I, like, like why was my bicycle stolen? I remember that. I'm when I tell you these things, it's usually because it's happened to me. <laughs> so that's what happened to me when I was in, in fourth grade. I was the most excited kid in the world because I got this fantastic. I used to have these banana seats bicycles, and I had uh, this unbelievable bicycle. I was so excited about and. Um, and it just not just that it was stolen from me, it was stolen from while I was in shul. You know, I went to Dav Mincha, and I came out to Mincha, and, and the bicycle was gone. So I remember thinking, like, like, why did Hashem let that happen? That's my new bicycle. I never said that to my father or to my mother. I just I thought that that was, that was like a letdown. I felt disappointed, you know. I, that, that I, I could recall as my first disappointment. 
he's had many more disappointments than me that I've had in him. But, but that, was, that was an early disappointment. That was an early disappointment in, in, in like, what, what is that? So the Seichel's starting to think. The Seichel's starting to think, like, that doesn't work out with what Mommy told me. Mommy said that God loves me, God's good to me. Someone loves me, they don't, they don't let that happen to me. You know, that, why, they, that, that there are a million worse things than that, but for a little kid, that could be pretty hard. And so this begins to change, the way of looking at life. So the kid begins to realize that what the shlemus that he's seeking, the shlemus, the, the perfection, the greatness that he's seeking is with seichel. And compounded by the fact that when it comes to little boys, as they're growing up, not as much with little girls, but all they're hearing day and night is, is if you want to be successful in Gemara, because that's what's, that's what's beginning to happen right at this time in his life. This is what's beginning to happen in earnest. The strong Gemara learning is happening now, right? So all he knows is that if his seichel is not strong, he's going to be a low yisro. He's going to be unsuccessful. With the girls, it's not as much of an emphasis on that. But with the boys in yeshiva, it's a very strong emphasis. If he's not strong in seichel, so all he's being taught is seichel, seichel. Your seichel has to be sharp, has to be tuned, and has to be refined. As far as the earlier midas of Tmimas, Amuna, Pashtas, trusting, and so on, he's becoming much more suspicious of those childish, which he now associates to a certain childish way of living. Now what Avchuk is saying is, true shlemus of the seichel, is when the seichel, the mind, the intellect, understands the value of simple faith. When the seichel understands the value of trusting a parent, a rabbi, Hashem. The seichel. Well, you don't have this separation. So, if he does not develop in such a way where his seichel, where he values with his seichel, with his intellect, that all of the good things that he had as a little boy, all of the trust, all of the munahativis is still the greatest asset that he has in his life. Then he will begin to, Then he will begin to conduct his life not with emuna pshuta, not with emuna emuna tivis, natural emuna. Then it becomes like a second language. It becomes emuna sechlis, intellectual emuna. Intellectual emuna will get people to keep mitzvahs. Will get them to daven and to learn, but will not bring them to cry over capital tehillim. You understand? It will not get them to be on fire with Yiddishkeit. It will not get them to a place where, they're, where they feel that, they, that this is the most important thing to me in my life. They'll go through the motions of being Jews, like many Orthodox Jews will do. But Rav Kook says that's called Emunah Sichlis. Emunah where the Emunah is now no longer an Emunah that's based on Pashtas and Tamimus and Teva, but it's something that's become artificial in the child's life. And he doesn't really feel it, but he just understands that it makes sense. Some of these things, some don't. And he goes ahead with his life. So 
Kimsha Tachlis Chachma who Tshuva Masam Toivim. That's what this Gemara is about. Tachlis Chachma is Tshuva and Masam Toivim. The whole point, the whole point of Chachma is not to take you away from the world of Tshuva. It's not to take you away from Masam Toivim. The whole point of Chachma is to deepen, to enrich, and to strengthen everything. The Kevan Shetachlisa Hi Tshuva the tachlis of our maturing in Chachma, of our growing in intellect, is to make us closer to our parents, closer to Hashem, to make us, to, to strengthen that, that emunah that we had below Chachma. We're maturing. And maturing means that now there's a combination of the intellect with the emunah. Not that the intellect replaces the emunah, but that the intellect strengthens and enriches the amuna, Because the whole tachlis of Chachma is tshuva ma'asam toivim. The whole tachlis of becoming smart, of, of coming to this place of understanding, is that to make, to make our amuna even stronger and even deeper. She amuna se'yaldus, which is the amuna of a child. Imkain ha'chova ha'yikaris lishmor eskol ha'dvar ma'atovim. Because we have to learn how to do that. Therefore, the, the chovah hikar is the main responsibility, the main obligation is to grow in our understanding and our intellect, but at the same time to guard and to hold on to and to maintain that teva, that simple teva that we had as children. Shemuna mishmartam teva gambalo chachma. By children, that guards them, that emuna is even without any chachma, they just have that naturally. Lishomram ata that it should continue to protect them and guard them, even now, im ha with the advancement of, in, of, of the intellect, together, that combination of the intellect with emuna. Not that, the, not that Seichel has replaced emuna, but now that Seichel has joined in together and works with the emuna. And that's what the Gemara means. If this does not happen in a healthy way, the Gemara says, Rav Kook explains, v'zeo shalo adam that's what Rav is saying. That it should not be, God forbid, where we find that a person is learning Torah, he's Korah Vishona, he's learning a lot of Torah. He now sees himself as a, big, as a big intellectual, as a big genius. He sees himself as somebody that's smart, he understands a lot. And as a result of that, And now, he throws out his father, he throws out his mother. He, he can't stand, he can't stand to be with his fathers. He doesn't want to hear anything from them. He's lost all of his trust. He's become, he's, he he does, he's buried, and therefore he rejects his father, his mother, and his rabbi. He looks down upon that simpleton that he was as a child. He looks down upon his teva. He doesn't look at his teva as his natural instincts, as being worth anything. The only thing that's worth something is the ideas, the concepts, the intellect that he's developing. Because when he looks in, in the world of Chachma, he now sees that, you know what? What I thought my father was when I was little, I now found out that he's not. I thought that my father was a big Tamar Chachma. Turns out he's not just a Tamar Chachma. I thought that my father was a, was a great, uh, great tzaddik. He's not such a big tzaddik. He starts to understand about it. He starts to understand things. So in the world of Chachma that he's now firmly planted in, um, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not able to, he's not able to reconcile the reality of his seichel with, uh, with the pastus of, of the teva of a child. The same way that he saw his parents in his rebellion, 
באמונה פשוטה. That's why this is the point in life when they're teenagers. Uh, we have a couple of teenagers here, I see, where cynicism begins to, uh, to uh, set in. Cynicism. That's where the eye-rolling starts. Little kids never roll their eyes unless they're looking at things. <laughs> But teenagers have perfected the art of eye-rolling. <laughs> like, you know, Rebbe says something, Mom says something, Dad says something, and it's the eyes... And like, give me, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. Because now the Chacham, who's Sholem, he thinks, B'Shleimus HaChachma, has reevaluated with his intellect, with his new way of thinking that's developing. He has come to a conclusion. My father's like this, my mother's like that, my rabbi's like that. He's buried by Avi Out. Who in his great wisdom is the person to trust? The guy next to him on the bus, <laughs> <laughs> who you and I know belongs in an institution. <laughs> not, and I don't mean the yeshiva. And you, and you usually get that mouse that your kid ends up next to that kid on the bus. So that's now his hero. Or, or, or the, or the uh, guy, that, or the mutation on the basketball court, on the, you know, the, guy, the guy that could jump on top of the backboard and, and beat on his chest. That's, that's the guy. That's the guy. And, and, and the parents saying, you're not Boeit, you're not Boeit Bo? Like, you're not Boeit but Julius Irving? I don't know this. I don't know. That's Julius Irving's a long time ago. That, that's, I was going to say, I was going to say Willis Reed, but I knew that nobody would know Willis Reed. Or Will Chamberlain, okay. So you're not Boeit, you're not Boeit in these, in the, in these um, mutations? and You're not Boeit in them? But th- then you, th- them you don't reject. You're not. And you're Boeit in who? In your Rebbe, in Yeshiva? Your Rebbe in Yeshiva is a lo And Rebbe's name, she was Lalyuzlach. He's Lalyuzlach. Mommy, Daddy, we don't know anything. Who knows? Every single interview, every single time the guy comes on the television, every single <laughs> article that's written about him, what does, what, what does he have to say, King Kong? <laughs> what does King Kong have to say? King Kong says such a word. And then all the, all the boys is here. Did you hear what he said? He said, he said and they're chazering over the years. And when he, but then he said, put your look in Tysus. This is what the, uh, the Rabbeinu Tam is talking about. Is that Rabbeinu Tam? What's he talking about? I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a Knicks fan. I have people to look up to. He's uh, I have to listen to Rabbeinu Tam. What does Rabbeinu Tam have to tell me? Some guy from some guy from the Middle Ages. Why was Shaykhus to him? He's buried by Ovevi my Barabo, my parents. They should live and be well. They should be until 120. You see how they humor. You go, like, now, I, when, you're, when you're a young parent, so you don't see, but as you get older, and, like, they're talking to you, and you know that they're, like, playing, you know, they're, like, humoring you. They're talking to you like you're, like, an older person. Because, you know, like, you, did that to, you did that when you were a kid, and you see it starts to happen to you. It's a very uncomfortable feeling, right? And you want to say, you don't have to talk to me that way. Why don't you just tell the truth? You think I'm an idiot. You think, I'm, you think I, I don't know what I'm talking about. And they talk to you like, sure, Dad, I understand that. Sure, Mom. Yeah. yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And they go to their friends and they say, you, did you have your father talk? Yeah. They, just, they don't know what to say. Like, it's really Rachmanis. It's a big Rachmanis. Because <clears throat> they know the truth. They know the truth. Whether it was B'Seichel or B'Nivu, but they know the truth. <laughs> they understand the truth. And, and as far as instincts are concerned, as far as... As far as instincts are concerned, as far as Teva is concerned, and the Pashtas and the Amun and so on, that's not taken seriously at this point. So if Cook says that leads to a state of being 
And all of this is, becomes much more intense as the world becomes much more educated. Years ago, there, there was much less education. Kids, boys generally went to work. By the time they were 15, 16, they went to work. They left yeshiva, except the ones who really knew how to learn. By the time they were 15, 16, they were out of yeshiva. They didn't, they weren't in yeshiva. So you, they, they, they went to work. They went out in the field or to the, the horses or the whatever to milk cows when they were still, still in a place where there was some teva that was left in them, where they still did not have... Uh, they did not consider themselves to be big intellectuals. You're talking about nowadays, what every self-respecting kid is in school, or parents keep the kid in school, please, 19, 20, 21, and he could be in yeshiva 22, 23, 24, 25, where everything is with avodah, he's such the seichel, the seichel, the seichel, and whatever teva there is has already been, for a long time, has already has disappeared, or is, or is suffocating, or is buried somewhere underneath all kinds of concepts, ideas, and so on, where... He's bechlal out of touch with who he is, just out of touch with who he bemis is. Doesn't know who he is. He just knows what other people their 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 impressions of who he is, and he's trying to understand this. And he doesn't trust his natural instincts, and he doesn't look at the people that that gave him life with those eyes that he did as a child, just with the eyes of the seichel. Because the kid is a maven laatzmo. He has become a maven la'atzma. Now, what we're going to see when we get to the actual discussions of Shmir Sabris, and when I told you that this is this this is open, even I know there are different ages here, but we're not talking. I already said that we're, this is emergency. We're not talking. We're talking straight. By the time by the time he starts to feel that there are certain instincts in his body that he never had before, now the weird things are going on in his body that he never experienced before. There are funny things that he thinks about when he sees a, a girl, and he's starting to feel weird things in his body. So he doesn't know what to do with those instincts. He doesn't know what to do with any, with any natural instincts. And he doesn't understand in Seichel. The Seichel is not going to, is not going to rescue him and, and, and bring him to become a Jew that's a tzaddik, that's a kaddish, that's a tohar. <clears throat> he does not know how to deal with, the, with, the, with those under, with those the under, new undercurrent of instincts that are beginning to that are beginning to make their way into his life. He doesn't know what to do with them. With this transition that takes place in his life, he doesn't know what to do. He's a maven atzma, but he can't explain any of this. Yivot He kicks away his parents and his rabbi. Because chachma, intellect, is not dictating to him to to trust anymore his mommy, his daddy, and his <coughs> rabbi. His, his seichel tells him not to trust them. They're imperfect people. They're damaged people. When I was a little boy, the kid feels when I was, then I thought, I was so silly, I thought my daddy is a big, big person. I thought my mommy was gewaldic. But now, and my rabbi, but now I understand not. I understand not that that's not the case. So chachma, the chachma of the child, is not telling the child to, to, to trust and to have respect. The chachma of the, ta- of the child is telling him, when it's pure chachma, pure intellect, it's telling him to be boyd to reject his parents. Rejecting doesn't have to be nasty or mean, God forbid. But it's a rejection nonetheless. As I was saying before, that they will humor parents over the way they go talk to Bubi and Zaid, you know, yes, yes, Bubi, how are you, Bubi, how are you? Uh, it's not, uh, there's not somebody I'm connected to, I can't feel a connection to. Especially that when we were growing up, and, and I mentioned this before, that the rebellion weren't even, or the parents and the rebellion were not even American. They, they, weren't even, they weren't even American. They were from a foreign culture. 
They spoke a foreign language. English was their second language. Culturally, they were very, very different than the American kids. And that's the way we, where I grew up with my friends, that our parents didn't, were not speaking the language that we were speaking. And, and from a very early age, the understanding was that they're great people. I do love them. They're beautiful. But I can't rely upon them for who I'm going to... I can't trust them for what I'm becoming in life, and I can't turn to them for advice because they don't get me. And what, and, what, and what every kid, not every kid, but what most kids feel growing up is that my parents don't get me, right? My rabbi doesn't get me. The guy on top of the, on top, the, guy on top of the basketball, who, he gets me. Because why? I like to play basketball. My friend gets me because we like to do the same thing. My parents, are, my parents are just from a different generation. They don't get me, meaning I don't get how they get me or they don't get me, but the kid comes to the conclusion with his seichel based upon what he understands that his, his aviv, imoy, rabbi, they don't get it, and therefore he's buried by him. Again, the kicking doesn't have to be that the child necessarily turns hostile, although very often teenagers can be terribly rude and terribly hostile to their parents and to their rebellion, terribly. But love Davka, they're kids that are very, very sweet and soft and gentle-natured, and, they, and it, doesn't, it doesn't come out in such a way. Sometimes you can have a kid, this happens all the time, you have a kid that's unbelievably quiet, gentle, and sweet, and then all of a sudden, like, he snaps. And you don't even recognize the kid. He's 16 years old, he starts yelling and screaming and carrying on, you don't know who this kid is. And the parents are just shaking their heads, and they say, what, what, what happened? Like, what happened to this kid? He was the sweetest kid in the world. He was the sweetest kid, and he's buoyed by other moments it, 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 all of a sudden. Because there are different tevas, there's a different nature that, that children have. When he was a child, he was living in the world of Amun Apshuta, simple Amuna, simple trust. So then, in that world of simple Amuna, in that world of simple Amuna, he had room for, for mommy, for daddy, for the grandparents, for the aunts, for the uncles and cousins. He had room in that simple world. And if a person loses, if the child loses all of the blessings, all of the goodness, all of the toiv that Amuna gave him, then Yeshayar Chaser Mikol Tachlis. He will grow up missing. Missing Mikol Tachlis. The whole Tachlis. He'll grow up with missing the whole Tachlis. Because if God had in mind for us only to know things, if that's all God had in mind, that we should just be like, like computers, if that's, if that's what God had in mind, <coughs> he would never have created us by, by this way of Teva. And he wouldn't have worried us with so much with all of the instincts and emotions and Teva that we have, including, including the physical Teva. Computers don't have uh, an issue with Shmir Zabris, you understand. Hashem wouldn't have, uh, Hashem wouldn't have, would have just made us into computers, into brains, into minds. It would have been enough just to have Yidiyas HaSeichem. That's how Rav Kook explains the Gemara. Now this is something going to talk about a lot more later on. What Rav Kook explains is that when Rav is telling us here in the Gemara, when, the, the, when he's saying the chat in the Gemara, When will the Seichel continue to be Tov? And the Gemara says, 
L'cholosai means what? L'lomdeim lo nemar. It doesn't say just if you're a person that learns. L'lomdeim, the Gemara says, lo nemar. It doesn't just say if you're smart, if you have a big brain. L'lomdeim doesn't say lo nemar. It says what? L'cholosayim, l'osim lishma. So if Cook explains, we'll just finish this last sentence. We're not going to do the whole thing. He says, v'amaisim. So when does this work? When there's a yitziruf between intellect and masim tovim. And masim tovim. The maisim, he says, what a person does in his life, even when there are many things that he doesn't necessarily understand, but the person trains himself to continue to be, to be, to live in that world of, of the maisim, of the maisim tovim, which Hashem designed according to the midos ativios, or every single mitzvah, we can talk a lot about this, every mitzvah, every single thing that Hashem Yisbaruch gave us to do is designed, is designed to, to fit completely with the teva of who we are. In other words, it's very hard for us to understand this in Seichel. Putting on tefillin for, a, a, for a, a, a man, for a boy, is completely, completely attuned to the teva of what a boy is, not to the teva of a girl. So they're crying, I want to put on tefillin, let me put on tefillin. They're going to go, they're, they're going to, go to the coastal and they're going to wear tefillin in the new section. They're going to put on tefillin over there. It's, it's not a question of uh, whether you could talk halacha in and here. That's not for now. The, it's not attuned to who they are. Every mitzvah that Hashem Hezbollah gave is seichel tov l'chol oseyem. When the intellect is fused together with the natural, healthy prescription that God gave to everyone, which is davening, mitzvahs, tefillin, Shabbos, the whole program, together with the seichel tov, and together as Rav Cook, of course, always insists upon learning from the earliest age the deepest, deepest Torah, Pneumius, not just do's and don'ts, but learning Pneumius at Torah, the inner light of, of Torah, the inner light of Torah, that is the program for success. <coughs> That's the program for success. V'amayisim him holchem ayde kleagu fomidus tivius, alkein, tzarech mitzad ha-seichel lishmor ma'od as kol ha-chinuch ha-tov shebetev ha-yashem. And the seichel they, they need to be taught, and they need, we need to teach this, to how to help the boys, how to help the children with their seichel to understand the value of guarding all of the chinuch that they had that, that follows the teva hayasha when they were little children. And as Rav Kook says over and over and over again, that that's not going to happen with just Gemara, and that's not going to happen just with Halacha, or with Chumash and Rashi. It has to, it has to be together with teaching them the light of Torah, Pneumus Torah which speaks to the deepest, deepest teva, the deepest instincts of a Jew. Because the deepest instinct that a Jew has is to believe in God. That's the teva of a Jew. It's the nefesh of the kiss. It's tavua, the, the Atla Rebbe's Lashon is, it's mutba b'teva ha-nefesh ha-Yisraeli. It's mutba b'teva ha-nefesh. The teva of a Jew is to be dovuk to Hashem. That's the teva of a Jew. But if we're not teaching them that, to help to understand that teva, to come into contact with that tivius of Amuna, and it's just it's just do this, do this, do this, <coughs> don't do that, and so on, and to try to understand in the seichel. That's how this separation takes place. Al Kain Misayim, therefore the Gemara ends, Lilomdeim Lo Nemar Elaloseyam, Loisim Lishma. Loisim Lishma. Rav Kook is not talking about just putting on tefillin and putting on sitis and being just obedient, do this, do this, don't that, don't do that. He's talking about He's explained the Gemara, to be taught from the earliest age that you're doing this for the purpose of 
you're doing this mitzvah in order to be able to, to be able to bring out from within you the deepest teva, the deepest nature of who you are, the, the teva of who you are. Then he will begin to appreciate more and more all of the teva that he had as a little boy. He will see the value of Amun Apshuta. He will understand on the deepest level the importance of, of a Rebbe, of a parent, of a mother, of a father. And then and then the Seichel will help the child, will help the child to deepen his appreciation for the teva that he had as a little boy, and instead of abandoning the teva of a little boy, to be able to enrich, to deepen, to strengthen all of that, the natural instincts that he, that he had when he was a little boy, instead of leaving them behind, but to be able to work with the teva that he has. Once he's able to come into contact with his teva, and to appreciate his teva, and to understand his teva, then he could also begin to appreciate, to understand the teva of his body, and the changes that are taking place, which we'll begin to talk about next week, the changes that take place through the time of puberty, what goes on in his body, and in his, and his, and his heart, and his mind, and his emotions, the changes that are taking place within him. So in Mitzvah Shem, what we're going to begin with next week is to go through the eight, the eight changes, I mean, the, the, it seems that's an easy way to look at it, as the, the basic eight, eight transitions that are taking place from child, from the little boy to the young man, those eight changes, and we're going to learn a little bit in Sasemis and, and in Rav Kook to understand, and in Tanya, to understand how, how these changes, what they mean to the child, and why the child is suffering from them, and how we, as adults, can help our children, and we can help ourselves, Reza Hashem. Thank you.